Hello, welcome to today's weekly self-improvement book club. Today's book is Die Empty by Todd Henry. Okay, I have to admit that when you give me a catchy title that I wonder about, I may want to read the book a little bit more than maybe a straightforward, boring title. So Die Empty, I'm like, what is this? Because, you know... I thought we were supposed to die fulfilled or satisfied or feeling good about our lives. But what, you know, that's what intrigued me about this book, the title. I'm like, what does that mean? So in the book, Todd Henry um, describes a life-changing experience at a business meeting uh, where the person running the meeting asked the people, what is the most valuable land in the world? And of course, everyone said different types of land that they thought was valuable, but the answer was the graveyard. What? Okay, why? The graveyard because this is where people's, I guess, things that they haven't done in life live. So maybe you always wanted to write a book and you would have been a great writer, but you just don't do it. So it kind of dies with you. And even though You had ideas and lots of creativity. You don't do it. So Todd Henry took that away and said, wow, we should be more creative and innovative and make it our mission to to do this because he believes that, you know, that's kind of the key to making life a little bit more meaningful. So a lot of his book applies to like the workplace, but you can apply it to all sorts of different places in your life. So some key points are the importance, and this comes up in a lot of self-improvement books, so I'm definitely seeing some themes, is making small steps every day in progress. So the importance of making progress on daily projects every day Now, the author says that the fear of missing our chance in life paralyzes us. So fear can paralyze us, right? We have limited time on this planet. And often that thought is like, oh my gosh, I have to do so much right now, right now. But the truth is, it's just small steps to get there. So instead of being frantic about activities and just doing, doing, doing without kind of thinking things through and making a plan is the wrong strategy according to this book. We should look at what we do for ourselves and what we want to do for society. So most of us have this nagging feeling that we can do more right? We have things to give and contribute, but we just don't know how. So doing your best work every day takes practice, planning, and living to your potential. So according to the author, fulfilled life means exploring your creative self. And The author points out, statistically, 75% of Americans are unhappy with their lives, which is is actually really, really sad. Um, And that um, being mediocre has become more of the norm. So 
The author points out that it's not people's intention to become mediocre, but it just happens. And one reason the author cites it happens is that people start doubting their gut instincts. They stop listening to maybe their inner voice that has their higher good intentions inside of them. So life obviously can get in the way, right? We have mundane tasks we have to do. We just get caught up in the everyday cycle of life and then we forget about what truly matters and that we're these creative beings that can kind of make things happen that are really pretty cool. So I love a good acronym, a good catchy thing that I can remember, and the author put together seven deadly sins of mediocrity, and I love this. So number one is aimlessness. This is just where you go through life on autopilot. Like you're just kind of aimless. Like you're doing your things, but you're not really thinking about what you want out of life or defining your own life or thinking, how do I want to live my life? So that would be the antidote, right? Start to define what you want to do. Make a plan, which I think is one of the hardest things personally to do. Like, I don't know what I want, right? I don't know what I want out of life. Ah, so scary. Okay, number two of the seven deadly sins of mediocrity is boredom, right? I don't know. We're feeling so uninspired and bored with life. Um, This can demotivate us. And the antidote to that is to start to get curious about things, ask questions, you know, learn something new that you're a little bit interested in and get out of that boredom cycle. Number three is comfort, right? When we're comfortable and cozy, like we're in our Snuggie on the couch with our cat on our lap and eating popcorn and watching a really great movie. We don't want to, we don't want to do anything else, right? But of course that's okay. We, We need to relax sometimes. But obviously not staying in that zone all the time, getting out of your comfort zone, doing things that make you a little scared or nervous, but are for your higher good, right? Like go out, and maybe meet a colleague and see if they would be a good mentor. Those kind of things. Okay, delusion is the next one. So delusion is thinking maybe we're this way or that way, but we're not. So self-awareness is the antidote to that. So being more reflective or understanding where our strengths and our weakness lies. Because we all have them, right? We're all really, really good at certain things and we all have certain weaknesses. The next deadly sin is ego, right? Being really prideful. And even though you might have an idea you're doing the wrong thing, you're not willing to correct it. So you're too like prideful to say you failed or you did something wrong and you need to learn and grow from it. So that's when ego gets in the way. Fear is another thing that will get in the way. And obviously fear holds us back from a lot of stuff. Like what if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? But really being able to take certain risks and being okay if you fail and being able to, again, learn and grow from it is the antidote. 
Another deadly sin, and the last one, is guardedness. So that's like not wanting to connect with people, being closed off, not being vulnerable. So when we connect with other people, we grow and we learn. And that can be scary, especially if you've been hurt in the past or people have done you wrong. That can be a really hard one. Another big point that the author makes is to listen to the questions you ask and you don't have to know everything, right? If you're curious about something and you want to learn more about it, you don't have to know everything all at once. It's okay to proceed with something that you're interested in without knowing every little single detail about it. But these like curiosities actually make our inner curiosity flourish, right? So it's definitely gonna grow if we start to get curious and ask questions. Like think of that little kid. Okay, we've all been there, right? We've all experienced little kids that ask us a million questions about something because they wanna know and they're curious. And it's sometimes annoying to adults, but it's also like really cute and innocent that they don't know this stuff and they want to know. So like maybe channel your inner little kid, get curious about things and make it fun because good, even good leaders don't think they know it all, right? They learn from their employees. Their employees often have good ideas and if they're willing to listen, they're better leaders for sure. Okay, so. Actions make us who we are. So actions define us. Again, small steps can make big changes. So the author came up with a three-step way to make changes. Um, That's funny I said three-step way because the first step is to step, right? Like when we think about walking, we take steps. And those are short daily goals that keep you on track and they're not too hard to do but they actually if you're consistent with them create big results the next one is your sprint okay you're going really really fast this is actually a medium goal so it might take one or two weeks to get to like if you're learning something like you want to learn how to cook right um and you may mess up the first couple recipes because you're just learning. So it may take you a couple weeks to get, you know, one of the recipes down to the point where you feel like, oh, this is really good and, I, and I've and i got it, right? And then there's those stretch goals. So we're not only running fast, but we're stretching out our stride and going for it. These are way beyond our comfort zone. So these are the big, big, big long-term goals that we want to go for. Of course, there's always a chance we're going to fail, but that's the point. I think we should all go for failure, right? That means we're trying. All right, so next point, track your goals, right? Obviously, a lot of books say that. Track your goals or write them down or be intentional. But if you spend 10 or 15 minutes like in the morning to be intentional, like what do I want to do with my day? Every day is a jewel, a beautiful thing that we wake up and we want to do the best. So he did another acronym. Okay, I can't speak. That's okay. Um, and when you look through this, it's, it kind of gives you those intentional things you can think about. 
So E is for ethics. What demands your time and attention today? Like maybe your kid's sick and you just have to be a parent and, and show up for your kid because that's part of your value system, right? I want to be a good parent. That's okay. Maybe work has to wait today. But what obligations do you have? Where do you want to focus your energy? M is for mission. This is like, how do I want to make a difference in the world? So keeping this in in your forefront every day, like, am I going towards my mission? Am I being intentional about how I want to show up in the world, my long-term goals? P is for people. Who will I encounter today? And how can I make it meaningful? Like maybe you're seeing an old friend and you want to connect with them. Possibly you want to talk to him about certain things. Who knows? But how are you going to show up for the people you're connecting with today? T is for tasks. These are the everyday things that you do that are small that, again, improve your long-term goals. This final point of the book I love. It really hits home for me. But do not try to make yourself great in the eyes of others. Make yourself great in the eyes of you. What do you define as great? And if you build it from there, that's what you can control, right? What you think is a, you're happy with you. Because we cannot control what other people think and judge us on. So I love that. I really, that that point I think was for some reason the best one for me. Um, So go out there. And live your best life and apparently die empty like you gave it your all. I guess that's that's the twist of the of the title. Um, that you have discovered your hidden talents, been creative, and lived an innovative life. That, of course, we are also connecting with others. So I hope everyone has a beautiful day. Yeah.